I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flight 008 103, ready for takeoff. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf, and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. Yes, 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 yes. Are we in? How yeah, we're are in, man. We? We're in. And we're live. Oh, there we go. There he is. Turned down his mic already, live in guys. London. Oh, yeah. Live oh, this is the first time, isn't it? In LDN. What? Is this the, the first time that Stephen's been live in London? No, no. 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 First time the, the ratio is three to one in London. Is it? They are that. Bilbo Boateng, I don't think that's right. Three to one in London. No, I don't think so. No, because I recorded on my own before. You did? No, no but I think one time Stephen was in yeah, some. Yeah. yeah, we've done this before. Stephen was in some weird hotel room. This, 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 this is actually the first time that you look like you're on an episode of, of um, Baller Talk. <laughs> shout, hey, shout, shout out to Baller Talk, talk as well. You know. Shout out to them, man. Shout out to them. So I if you don't know, I actually saw them in Amsterdam recently. and on the Zoom. Um, I yeah, see the three man them who are looking like they are knowing what they're doing about this podcasting. Huh? So I'm just, I'm just I'm just trying to present a, a visual image to, to our listeners all over the globe oh, in India, oh, oh, oh. Kuwait, and especially Ireland. Big up yourself one time. Oh yeah, big up the Irish because you know we yeah, got in trouble for not shouting them, them out all of the massive episode. I shouted you guys out. Just when? I did when I went on stage. No one on the main stage. Shout out everyone. No, no, no. Stephen was in his bag. Yeah, that was after. Like, that was like yeah, after the fall, bro. We actually got in trouble, and then he shouted him out. Retrospective, innit? Yeah, exactly. I had to rectify the you learned from reckless states. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kwame. Good sir. What are we listening to? You are listening to the award-winning podcast Ooh, Out of Home. Come on. Brought to you by four Londoners who met in Amsterdam sharing inspiring stories of themselves and also others. We have in the building. Myself, Quaim with Flame. Jeez. I'm repping Amsterdam. And in London, we have Lock Your Doors Down, Yaf. We have Pastor Stephen Apampa. And we have Blood Clot, Low Key, Kieran Kenlock <laughs> from the South Side. From the South Side. I'm keep saying that from book, the South book, Side. Book, 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 book. In Still the building. The and this too. is the 103rd awesome. episode of the award winning podcast. How we, we keep feeling? going, bruv. Yes, we do. We keep yes, going. We do. What is it? It's a. Uh... 8.25 on a Tuesday night. Mm, yes. 103 episodes deep. We Jeez. just had a very, 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 very positive call prior to this. So we're yes, feeling exactly. good. Well, I'm, I'm certainly feeling I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Well, sorry to interrupt everything. You're about to feel better. Keep oh. my back, please. Oh, the Jordan oh. bag. Yeah. Wow, this guy... The Jordan bag. So bag of tricks. Stephen is so for context. You go on, do you think? Sorry, okay, okay, sorry. I couldn't hear you. For context, uh, our lovely listeners, Stephen has what can only be described as the bag every eight-year-old dreams of during the summer holidays to take to school. You lot are mocking me. (laughs) 
This is the bag that you circle. You circle in the Argos catalog and show your parents this is the bag I need. It's a desired bag. It's, a, it's functional. It's uh, it's uh, practical, and it uh, saves my life. I literally carry a lot of things in there. Sorry, I can't be one of these uh, tote wielding. Uh, Youngsters out here today. Man's a tote-wielding youngster. <laughs> Nonetheless, or nevertheless, Stephen has this bag. Oh, I, like that, yeah. I think he's uh, got something to present. So, Yafu, we had a harsh Q1. We did. We had a harsh Q2. We definitely did. He didn't get better in Q3. <laughs> they had us in the first half. Mm. Well, we turn around. <laughs> Your birthday was some time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Live on air. Oh, an official this is what's happening. Official yeah, what out of our birthday sure gift. Dividends reach the ends. This is very nice. Done and, now. Um, rap the bubble rap. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, I, that, <laughs> for, for context. For, yeah, for those I need to hear that, the story. For, for context. For, story. For, for also for the out of home listeners, yeah. The out of home man them are not the best when it comes to wrapping up gifts. However, yeah. however, however. Or delivering them. Or delivering them, yeah. <laughs> but for context of this, um, Yas's birthday falls very early in September. And we, the best laid plans of mice and men, basically, we had a wonderful idea of getting Yaf a gift, right? It turned out that the gift that we wanted to present Yaf with on his birthday just was elusive mm. to fucking find, bro. Like, on a real, fam. Like, we were doing cartwheels and backflips trying to find this gift. Oh, uh, I appreciate that. And man, behind the scenes. And we couldn't, we actually couldn't get our hands on it. A week went by. Four weeks went by. Couple months. Of- my birthday came around. <laughs> I got my gift. And I was like, nah, you lot, we're mocking it, fam. Why can't we sort out birthday? And then obviously you were moving as well. Mm-hmm. So like we couldn't really figure out when we could excuses ex- right now. No, no, bro, bro. This is this is the context <laughs> of the of the present, isn't it? And it's true. Like we couldn't figure out where we were gonna give it to you. Was it gonna be in Amsterdam? Was it gonna be in London? Would it come when you are in Amsterdam and it comes to London? Would it come in London when you were supposed whatever, all of that stuff. In actual fact, funnily enough. Whilst you were in Amsterdam, it was meant to go to you there. And it came two days after you left. (laughs) All the way from Bulgaria. All the way from Bulgaria. So we actually... um, Bubble wrapped in Bulgaria. We we had this idea uh, before as well. So this was like uh, a gift we wanted to give to you after the first one fell through. And um, initially, the item sold out again. So well, I'm very curious to know what is this elusive. So we we ended up actually like it got to the point. Where, nah, man, them we need to pull this one out of the bag because it's been too long, and I think it's time for us <laughs> to give you his birthday present. But from the man, them to you, bro, this is something that we feel like um, you'll you'll enjoy. You'll take it everywhere with you, and you'll everywhere be able to document go. a lot of your life and the many, many more blessings that are going to come your way in it. So, 
Happy belated birthday, bro. Stephen, please. I'm so curious. What is this? So Yaf is now just getting the bubble wrap. I'm wrapping the bubble wrap. Bubble wrap downs. Come on, come on, come on. Blowing bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Talk to them. Talk to them. Tell them what you got there, G. Tell them what you got there, G. Yes, bro. This is exactly what I needed, man. Come on. Whose idea? This was your idea, isn't it? Yeah, come on. It's everybody's idea, bro. Talk to them. Yes, bruv. I have an Olympus. What is the spec? Do you guys know the spec? It's a 35 mil um, oh, film this, camera. It's beautiful, bruv. Point and shoot, I believe Point they say. Point and shoot, oh, my days. And it also has optical zoom on it up to, Ooh, I think, you man? maybe 90 millimetres as well. 90 millimetres. Oh, oh, wow. millimetres, big. 110. I didn't wow. know that was in the marketplace. <laughs> Where did you get this wow. from? Bulgaria, bro. I am, I am Bulgaria. very grateful. We are. Well, well, this Bulgaria. Is incredible. Yeah, I can only imagine how fucking difficult this was to. It was oh, very hard man. to find. Actually, honestly, like I, I remember one, one time. I won't say who na- who was who was named, but me me and the, so some individuals of the Out of Home podcast were having talks about. Are we ripping the Out of Home budget to shreds with this purchase? You understand? Oh, <laughs> this is amazing, you man. Honestly. Thank no, you very much. Happy I'm very birthday, grateful. my bro. And I know it's late, but you know what? Like sometimes it's good late, things but it's come to those that come through. <laughs> I said that so wrong. No, but, thank you, know. you so much, man. <laughs> this is this is I'm very, very grateful for this. This You're is a very welcome, thoughtful man. present and yeah, something that I'm definitely, definitely gonna use. You know, sometimes you get a gift and you're like, Oh, thanks. Slightly, it was very selfish because we now we know you can take film shots of oh, us. Oh my gosh. And now we can have lit photographs on the IG instead instead. Of Yav. Yan, time. Let's book in some time. And uh, I need to learn how to use this bad boy properly. But no, thank you so much, man. man. You're welcome, bro. This is love. You're welcome. So, straight, let's move on straight away from that. Because you know what? Obviously, I don't know if you you listened last week. Yeah, I did. You know there's a new member of the Pod Police fam? I shot the sheriff. Shoot them, shoot them, rude boy. Deputy, I'm here with the deputy. (laughs) (laughs) Deputy Downs, fam. Deputy Downs. (laughs) (laughs) But we gotta keep it, we gotta keep it sharp. But as as to be honest, like it's 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 real and it's right that we should, you know, be aware of the time in which we are spending on a podcast. You know what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean that we're going to be cutting things off straight away. No, no, no. But we're going to be more concise. So with that in mind, I'm going to ask my brother Stephen. Because you know what? He came into the room today a little bit glum. You know what I'm saying? A little glum, a little down. And I want to ask you, bro, like, what made you smile this week? If you can think to anything. Which fluffy mammal made you smile? Please, yeah. Let us know what made you smile, my G. Fortunately, no animals this week. Uh, what made me smile? That's a very good question. Um, oh, no, I saw a lot of people and uh, those people individually made me smile. Um, I think we had an event, so I think I saw uh, a man like Kojo. Uh, it was good to see him. Nice, shout out. good to see P as well. Um, Liv came down as well. Um, uh, who else came down? Coco, interesting. Coco came down. Interesting, yeah, interesting. Coco came down. Really nice. <laughs> Inviting people to yeah. set and I ain't been to set. Do you live in London, Kieran? I think I think I do yeah. live in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't get to see Stephen that much. There, right? They just knew. They just knew where to come. Did, was you invited? Ah, uh, no, no. Okay. Were, were, you, were you? Were you invited? Yeah. Yeah. Can't say I was. Oh, Kieran. Yeah. Right. Cannot Mad. say Mad. I was. Crazy. 
Hey, uh, I do speak to Stephen quite regularly. Wait, every, every wait, day? So, sorry, maybe? sorry, every sorry day. just checking, guys. Over in Amsterdam. D- Kieran, yeah, do you live in London? Yeah, I, I think we do. And you never got shouted for a function in London. Where I, was this particular? Where was said event? That's jet lag, isn't it? Where was said jet event, Stephen? Uh, <laughs> jet lag. Lam- Lambeth. Lambeth. I almost choked. I, I thought it was somewhere far. Lambeth. You mean the borough that myself and Yaf grew and kind of became the people that we are. You know, when 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 you record a uh, podcast with like two celebrities, you've got to be mindful of their time in it. No, uh, you're not going to weasel. No, 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 no,
the fire is now on, but it's not really on properly. And he just starts fiddling around in the fire with his fingers, yeah, to fix the stove thing. I'm like, you are actually... I'm like looking at him in astonishment. He w- walks away like it's nothing. And I burst into laughter. I burst into laughter, innit? He just looks at me and says, what? <laughs> I was like, so nonchalantly. Yeah, I was like, I goes, Dad, what's wrong with you, man? Why did you, fire, have, fire like, why are you showing off for? Why are you showing off to show me that your hands are so tough that you can t- put it in the middle of fire and fix the stove like that, bro? It's very funny. Um, um, if I w- work back from today, from the weekend, um, I saw Omar on on the weekend. Honorable shout out. Shout out to my brother Omar, who uh, I saw him, his uh, missus, and his newborn, who's now, I think, about five, no, four months old, maybe. Yeah, just turned four months. Uh, Esme uh, and Kerry. It was really nice to spend time with him. His mum's over from America. And um, we got to just chop it up. I had some really good food over there. You know what I mean? It's good to see, see my bro. Uh, on Saturday, I went to Black Coffee, uh, yes, a, a Black Coffee house event. Yes, you did. I was actually a little bit disappointed, you know? I was a bit disappointed. I think it's because I I was under the impression that Black Coffee was still in his Afro, like, old school vibes. But what I came to realise is that he's now catering a lot more to his Ibiza crowd, isn't it? And, but I saw... Is. Yeah, it is where the bag is. But I saw a lot of people... I saw... Bruv, it was like a blast from the past. I saw people from like my twenties, like early twenties. Never seen in Don't ages. Don't say that, bro, because that makes you sound hella old. No, but bro, I saw it's people from my twenties, bro. Like when I was no, but like when I was going to university, bro. Like people that I haven't oh, seen bro. in ten years. I can't believe fam. I just heard you say I saw people from my twenties. Well, I'll, let, I'll tell you why I say that, yeah, because man's a rascal homeowner. That's what tell made us me more, smile, bro. bro. So basically, Calm yeah, me smiling. Basically, this uh, Friday, I picked up the keys to my first mm, property mm, in London, mm, mm. and bro, it hit different. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, but there was there was a few moments like during that time, and I think we will get into like not today, but another day about processing about housing and all of that stuff. Yeah, that should. I think, yeah, I think Maybe so. We can get a guest on as well. Yeah, I think that would be really great, man, because I think it's really important for people to know, like. That there's the certain things that you know, need to know in the UK, but also in Amsterdam as well when you're trying to buy a house. But um, so obviously you you spend a lot of time in like in limbo. limbo, not knowing what's happening. Your broker might be doing this, your solicitor might be doing this, the estate agent's doing this, yeah. But then at the last minute, all this money just has to leave your account. And bruv, money doesn't leave quicker than money for a house. That shit just moves out of your account. And it's like, Jesus, I I went from not having to check my my account to what am I spending my money on? What's in there? But once it went through, I I felt like a whole weight was lifted. But the only thing that was really, um, really stressful and I hate estate agents right now. If you are an estate agent, like... Whatever, right? But um, basically, obviously, I've just put all of this stuff through. Yeah, it's completed. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go pick up my keys from the estate agent a specific amount of time. Go to the house. Da, 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 da. I get a message from the estate agent. It's like, oh yeah, your keys are in the gas box outside. Congratulations, brother. I was like, what do you mean that outside? Like, where's the hospitality? I was, bro. 
Where's the big moment? The handover of the key? Yo! Your mum or your someone is capturing Yo, fam! So I'm like... It's a bit of an anti-climax. It was a big anti-climax. And not only that, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what if somebody saw somebody put the key uh, in the gas box and I go there? Or what if I've given man the money, yeah, and the keys are not there, bruv? He's That's just swindled, man. Imagine... <laughs> That's a travesty. Imagine, Fox bro. line. That's a travesty, bro. Bro! Trust me, bruv. Your, bro, it your was house like, keys to your house were like, left like you were a, a, a vagabond, like Phil Mitchell EastEnders time. Well, when they would leave the, like, the key under the carpet, bruv. Big bro. Bro, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Like, and I'm just like, what the hell's going on here? But, obviously, I was like, yo, Come true. let's go, like, quickly. My mum came with me, um, picked up my keys, Open the doors as the owner of the house. Wow. It was a beautiful feeling, man. Like just walking through it, like knowing that the time I've spent at home sacrificing, like coming back here with the with the plan of getting a house. Yes, sir. With the plan of like or, or a property, with the plan of sitting down. Cause when I first came back, I, I've obviously spent three years away from home and renting. Mm. So I'm like, I don't want to come back to this. It feels like, it honestly felt like a step backward, didn't it? Mm-hmm. People looking at me being like, oh yeah, like you come back home. Like, did it not work out for you in Amsterdam? And why are you living at home? I'm like, nah, there's a That's plan, bruv. There's a vision. There's a, there's a, there's a reason why I'm doing yeah. this shit, innit? Mm-hmm. Saying no to certain things, having to sit down and just like pattern up properly, figure out how to save and all of these things. Having conversations with you and Omar about like how to save properly and how mm-hmm. to like, go about certain things and eight months later to step through a place that belongs to you it's just like yeah you get me congratulations thank bro. you bro <laughs> thank Kwame, you you can you can channel your inner noriego with this one man. thank you bro thank you thank you thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you. Oh, also Ninja. big shout out to freddie who i saw friday evening as well he's probably the first person Ninja. other than my family that i saw how uh, we went for ramen and we just kicked it but yeah man just having um well done bro Having that place is is the thing that honestly has been putting a smile on my face. And obviously, like, now I have to fill it. But enough about me. I know Yaf has been waiting to tell this story because he came in today and he was like, there's something I need to say, but I'm going to wait for the pod. So Yaf, my bro, what made you smile this week, bro? Thank you. Well, <clears throat> there are two big things that made me smile this week and they are not to be skimmed over, but I will cover them very quickly. Then there is a story that I need to tell you guys that will dispel all rumors, <laughs> all myths, and all false narratives that have come to the light during the existence of this podcast. Okay. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, or however you may identify, lovely listeners, double yes. L's. Yes, lovely listeners. Yaf can also take L's. And I will I love document that journey. I will document that journey very, very shortly. Um, but two major screwing his face right now. Two major things have happened. Number one, okay. well, I was actually sick last week, so there wasn't too much personal what made me smile. Mm. However, Kieran getting his house, seeing the video, Amen, bro. Thank absolutely you. incredible. Thank you, bro. Unfucking believable. <laughs> Little Wayne, the president. Jeez. Kwame, I know you can finish that if you want to. I know you know that song, my brother. <laughs> fuck up, fuck up. Fuck Even <laughs> just a little bit. I know the game is crazy. It's more crazy than ah. Uh, Little Wayne's my guy. Anyway, that's number one. Number Do two. Ready, you know. <laughs> number two. Yesterday in the family group chat, yeah, which is usually populated by uncle memes. Prayers and emojis sent by my father. 
my younger brother Ose gave us the great news that he is now officially a father. Cheers! Yes, ladies and gentlemen. However you might identify. Yes. Lovely listeners. Double L's in the place. I am officially an uncle. Oh, yes. Welcome, welcome. Noriega. One more time for that one, bro. It really is. The the drink chance out of home. Like, challenging our our inner drink chance. It just made me smile, bro. Because I called called Ose um, yesterday. Ose's my brother. And... um, I was like, how's it going? He just sounded mad. You know when someone just can't do anything? Because mm-hmm. his, his wife was in labor. And he, I think he just felt a little bit helpless. Yeah. It? And he was just trying to do whatever he could, rah, rah, rah. And then um, the baby came through and he was just so relieved. Just so oh, relieved. Oh, man. It? Um, his yeah, wife's, a, wife's well as well? Yeah, everyone's, yeah, everyone's amazing, well. Amazing. So after, yeah, like after just... Obviously, nine months of waiting to, mm. to kind of have that. And I can't wait to go see her this this week. So, just big blessing, man. So big it, blessing so all a girl. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Yet to know the name. Yeah, I haven't spoken to him today. He's going to tell us the name. He's keeping it very mysterious. <laughs> but we will um, we will see that. So, shouts out to those two big blessings. Now, <clears throat> what wow. didn't make me smile this week? <laughs> wow. This segment. is a new segment. What <laughs> did not... Make me smile. Don't ask Stephen this. <laughs> Get ready for this. So, all right, cool. So today, I had a I had about a fifteen minute window, and I said to myself, "There's something I need to book. I need to book something. What is it? Oh yeah, Winter Wonderland. So my girlfriend's coming to December. Okay. Sorry, coming to London in December, and I had like you have to give your girlfriend who's not from London that experience in it. It's only right. Fair. I like. Fair, yes. I think I don't. I don't rate Winter Wonderland. Neither do I personally. But because because Abby is from the Netherlands, you see it. She has to go you to Winter it. Wonderland. Mm-hmm. You see it. So yeah, every, yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. in agreement. We would yeah, probably yeah, yeah, all do yeah, the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So with yeah. that in mind, yeah, I wanna I wanna pull out all the stops. Yeah. So I've gone on the Winter Wonderland website. Tickets are five pound each. Calm, bless. Here's where they get you. So it's currently ten pounds. Entry. Yes, Kieran. Yes. Five pounds entry. So we get through now. <clears throat> it's like, okay, ice skating. And I've taken a picture of all the amenities and I said, what do you want to do? Oh, wait. You so ice skating. No, you have to pay for ice skating. Okay. So okay. like eight pounds each. Yeah. So now we're looking at like 26 pounds in total. Mm-hmm. But there's a Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. And she said she wants to do that. I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So all together it's come up to like 50 pounds. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. I didn't intend to spend this much money, but this is my Dutch girlfriend who does not know about Winter Wonderland. Like, yeah. man, you know, I, I got to do this for her. Mm-mm-mm. Pull out all the stops. No, you got to do it because you want to as well, bro. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but more than anything, I just wanted her to have a sick experience. Yeah. Right? So I booked it for the 23rd of December, which is two days before Christmas. And I think she arrives on the 20th. So, you know, nice, she settles nice, down nice, and then nice, boom. Nice, all right. Nice, nice. So I've ordered it now. Haven't checked the confirmation email. Jumped on a call. Remember, I had a 15-minute window. Mm. In between, I'm like, oh, what, what should I do for my girlfriend? Which one? Is it the Ferris wheel? Is it the ice skating? What do we do? Consulting with her quick back and forth. Yeah. Boom. Ordered it. Done. Have my call. Call goes well. Very well. Yeah. And uh, then I look at the confirmation email. Who? Look at the confirmation email. What have email. you done? And I've gone down to the ticket, scroll, scroll, scroll down, and they've given me tickets for everything. So for entry, ice skating, Ferris, whatever. Yeah. But it's saying Tuesday. Tuesday? 
And I said to myself, the 23rd of December is on a Wednesday. Today is Tuesday. <gasps> I look at the date of the ticking. <gasps> and to my 24- absolute <laughs> disgust, <laughs> I had unknowingly spent 50 pounds on tickets for today, bro. For today. That's the best Today's the 23rd of, of November. November. <laughs> No, I'm here, bro. I'm here. I'm here, bro. He said I'm here. Do you want to know the irony? I swear to you, I shit you not. It's it's now 8.50. That is the exact slot that I booked for the ice skating. I should have been on skates right now, people. Wait, wait. You weren't able to like defer or like defund the ticket. Here is where it gets annoying. So you guys know me. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just I'll just change the date. Yeah. Go on the website. In no uncertain terms, tickets are final. Once you have bought tickets, there are no refunds or exchanges possible. That is rude. And I'm man. like, okay, surely not. So I've I've done some digging now. <clears throat> I've tried to I've tried to like find there's no, bruv, there's no phone number. Because I've said to myself, <laughs> if I talk to another human being, it's calm, it's yeah, blessed. Of course, of course, of course. But they don't have that. All they had was the option of like those little chat bots or to send a, a claim, whatever. So I've sent a claim. Just got pie, bruv. Wow. Pie. Nothing but pie. So I was just like, fam. Like, I'm, I was just trying to give my girlfriend the best experience. Oh, man. I've tried and I've booked the wrong date. And these men ain't trying to, they're not trying to let me win, bruv. And now you've got to buy it all over again. I don't, I don't know. You do. You do. I don't know. You've just professed on uh, out of our podcast know. that you were going to win the Wonderland. But you still got to go say, to win the Wonderland. What I will say, so I, I sent the the claim. They emailed me back with yeah, this yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. generic, lifeless email. Yeah. And I said, let me try again. And they've just responded, copy and paste of the same email. I'm like, you lot are fucking. Nah. So excuse my language, everyone. <laughs> fucking dickheads. And I'm going to out them now. Their name is C Tickets. S E E. If you ever need to buy from them, and if anything so happens to go wrong. You're not going to get an answer. They do not have a phone number. Fuck you, C-Tickets. Everyone, everyone that's listening right now, just go to your mailbox, right? And just type in C-Tickets to see if you've ever bought anything off there. And, oh, oh, this comes up. Where did I go? Where did I go? Where so go? upset, bro. Oh, I actually had a good experience with them. <laughs> do you want to know, know another no, thing? I'm joking, I'm joking. Do you want to know another thing? Go on, bro, go on, bro. Just to add to this, this narrative. I was sick last week. Yes, you were. And, um... Was given two tickets to go to Getz, which was on oh, Saturday. Yes. I didn't end up and going. Because actually. I was unwell, I was unable to attend. Went on Instagram the following day. He had bought out the whole Everybody. of UK royalty. Gigs, Kano. Stormzy, Kano. Emily Sande was even there. You name it. So, Stephen, <laughs> the next time I hear you utter the phrase, Yaf Moments, I will go into my inbox. Uh, you know, no, here's no, my disclaimer. Here's my disclaimer. Go, 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 go,
by nature, not right. only will you have a winter wonderland day, you may have a summer ball as well. <laughs> so it's not over to the fat lady seeing right now. Bro, you know what? Yeah, you've actually touched on something as well, which is really interesting. Obviously, Yaf wasn't feeling himself. Which meant that he wasn't able to give the energy it's out like to the world for it, the world to give it back yeah. to him. It wasn't it wasn't out of luck. Trust me. It was it was a it was a human And it wasn't error. your it wasn't like it was the universe. No, it, was, it, was, it was it was actually your your fault by accident. Yeah. Like it was usually it, 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 it wasn't have it, oh, it, would, it would only be the reverse if you definitely put December twenty third and there was a glitch in the system. And mm. somehow sitting the twenty third November, Thank you. that's rendering your. Thank you. But if you make a mistake, that is not a, a, something that we can Look at this officially. Yeah, trying to spin it was unfortunate, his But yeah, moments. I'm just, I'm just checking. I'm just, I'm just checking the like stock the market Jubis right now. Panel, they're, they're, they are off. alive and well. They're fried. They're fried. The Juvius Gold Panel are putting this down as an own goal. <laughs> it will not be. It will not be credited to Yafo. Uh, this is an OG. That's what's going down. The goal that, has been taken away. Back, back to you, Jeff. So as you can see, Yaf takes L's as well. Kwame, Kwame, I will hand yes, over to you to introduce our lovely topic that you 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 mentioned in the WhatsApp group. Yes, I cannot please. Quite, I, I vaguely remember. I don't think it was a lovely topic. Um, it wasn't lovely. It's an interesting topic. It's, it's an interesting... Oh, no, no, no. It, yeah, it's interesting. So I yeah. think I'll start with a lighthearted one. Well, thank you, yeah, for the alley-oop. The first one is kind of like, we talked about this before. It's about identity and, 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 how, and, 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 and how it defines individuals and like where can you draw a gap on on a sense of like belonging, branding, or just a sense of feeling. So what, what I'm referring to is that there is this uh, quite famous, in the UK, let me say especially, um, uh, online comedian who's called White Yardy. Mm. And I remember he, he, knowing him for quite some time, and I just saw a white man who had a very accurate sounding Jamaican accent. But I didn't do any research, but like his... His um his um his skits weren't offensive to me, even though I'm not Jamaican. I thought, oh, this white man is 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 able to pick some funny mannerisms or exaggerations of the of of a Jamaican character. So I was like, oh, cool. I guess maybe he lived there for a while, but he really good at accent. Not knowing that he was official, like he was basically raised in Jamaica. Cool. So um and you know obviously since 2020 there's been a lot of talk about this and that and the third. So he, he was invited to a talk show hosted by ZZ Mills and yeah, Anyinka Bikini. And um, he was kind of grilled, I want to say, rather than questioned about why he feels he can identify as a Jamaican. Why Yardy simply explained in his thick, honest uh, Jamaican accent. His mother was about to give birth but she wasn't too sure about the healthcare in Jamaica, which isn't offense. It's like, yeah, it's just how she felt. And she was like, well, let, let, let me go and have my son or baby. And then after some time, I'll come back to Jamaica. So I guess she was already, I'm not sure her race or her uh, background, but she, I guess she, uh, she was already living and, and settled there. So then she had this baby who turned out, I'm, I'm not sure about his name. And then after three months, three months, she returned to Jamaica and said child was raised. Okay. And then black people, if I'm honest, black and, and a black guy, I forgot his uh, 
his name, but I think he's he some kind of influencer or some kind of uh, person to say some kind of personality was was asking him. So when did you when did you decide to become Jamaican? And you might hear in the vocals, my faith is screwed up because I couldn't understand. Like, what what do you mean decide to be Jamaican? He is Jamaican, and I was saying to the man them in the group, it doesn't matter where you're from or what that country does. People say certain countries are racist, right? So like. Let's say country R is racist. If I'm nine years old and I move to country R and country R hate black people, I don't care. I am from that nation and I, more than anyone, can say I'm from this country. Like, he, if I'm nine and I'm now 27 or 32, I've spent the majority of my life in that country. I am from there. But, but just because, like, you know, Black Lives Matter or what have you, we can now, we can now point at this white man and, and basically accrued, uh, uh, accuse him of being a fraud because he's because he because he because the first the, the, the first three months of his life was spent in the spent in the UK like I think it's sad and a little bit of a joke um I'm not sure if any if any, any any of our LLs are our lovely listeners saw this clip I recommend you to and mandem I, I um I just wanted your your thoughts on it because I actually thought it was a joke and I, I know the the show was called like unapologetic but it just came off really a crass. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So not, really? not, not defending it because it's absolutely inexcusable, but just to give the context of what's happening in the UK around this time, there's been some um, apparent like micro-influencers or people whose faces plastered over social media uh, who have literally um, been accused of like... Um, portraying themselves as black for the benefit of kind of like sponsorship and um, brands liking them and opportunities, basically furthering their career. Yes, and kind there's, of. Yeah, no, no, I'm just, you make a great point, but like, there's a term some people might have heard is called like a blackfishing, right? Yeah, blackfishing. Black, yeah, 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 yeah. So the, um, this was in and around that time where there was a couple of like cases of blackfishing apparently. So it was a very topical discussion. So I don't know if these guys felt that, you know what, oh, this is a topic, let's go in. I'm not really sure. I didn't really understand it. But my, my thing was that the line of questioning, it was like, it's just so disappointing. It's like, if you've got... Um, black people on this panel and then knowing kind of like where we've been uh, in terms of the media and kind of been on the other end of these things. It's like for this guy, I don't know this guy, but it reminds me of like um, uh, the black guy from Blue Peter growing up. Um, but um, Andre. Yeah, he, huh? Andre. What, from Blue Peter? Yeah. Was yeah, it, yeah. Oh, no, maybe it was called Simon. 
maybe but it's giving know. me those type of vibes and it's just yeah. the way he was formulating this question as if he was on like um on like bbc prime time it's just like, um so um um so when did you decide and i was just like why are you talking to like in this why are you talking to people in in that manner what gives you the right it's like he invoked the spirit of Priti patel for the lines of questioning and i was just like brother <laughs> Are you sure your papers are in check before you start going and talking about other people? You know, those in glass houses shouldn't throw glass stones. Glass stones? <laughs> Get it there we go. Get it Get it. Cut it. Cut it. But you know what I mean? People in houses shouldn't be throwing stones. Mm. There's a lot people of in glass, yeah. glass houses. Don't throw, throw stones if you live in a glass house. That's, that's, that's the one. That's the one. So I didn't understand the line of questioning and it was, it was quite sad to see like within the culture like people uh turning for him and i remember the immortal words of phone shop if man said it in a ting in a ting so basically (laughs) yo phone shop was live you are what you identify with many times we say we are product of our environment so why are you questioning someone that is a product of their environment and like who give what gives you the right to question you know and I guess it's a hard one because now if you've had these cases of black fishing, it's like, where do you draw the line? When is it, uh, you know, when is it acceptable yeah. to question versus when is it not? Because on the face of it, it could have looked, I would just assume they would have done their research prior to that. It sounds like they didn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Before we, because I'm going I'm to definitely do your thing, but I think we should build a bit of context first because White Yardy is a guy who has, I think over 700,000 yeah, I can check now. On Instagram. Um, and so as a result of that, it did feel... F- five, like five and a half. Five, yeah, 500, 550,000. So yeah, yeah. I guess... Half a mil. And he, so he's a white man who... Um, and Yardi, if, in case you don't know, is kind of like... How would you describe Yardi, Kieran, actually? Uh, it's interesting. So in, It has a lot of connotations. Yeah, it? It, it, it does. And in Jamaica, what they, ten, what they used to call Yardis were... Jamaican born people that would come from to the the UK, innit? Okay. I believe so. Okay. So if you could, if you came to the UK, you were considered a yardie, innit? Okay. But I would have to check with the family to know where okay. the, that okay. name actually derives from. That's kinda like the premise of it. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. this guy I believe that's it. Who is who is a white man who who to the un unknowing viewer is just this white man with a great Jamaican accent, mm-hmm. has acclaimed has, sorry, has accrued all of these followers and is now basically kind of famous. So I think that's that's where we're at. Yeah. And then hence all of the stuff that has been mentioned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think, well, go on, Kieran, and then I'll say my point after. No, I was gonna I was gonna like obviously I think um what Stephen was saying that there's now um that like Yinka and Zizi have a show called Un- Unapologetic, which is amazing for them. Like they managed to get onto primetime television, channel four. And I think it's a place where they are now just, you know, Zizi is someone who um, asks very um, awkward, um, provocative. provocative, like provocative questions to whoever whoever's on her panel. But funnily enough, like the line of questioning started when she asked uh, if you believe that you're part of a of culture. And to which um, White Yardi was like, no, I'm part of Jamaican culture. I'm from Jamaica. I was grew up there. I am Jamaican. Jamaican passport Jamaican passport and, and he answered it very eloquently the problem actually came when the, the guy in question that you're talking about is um what's his name now his name's Nicholas Terrell Scott 
And he was basically saying... And he, sorry, who is he? What? I think he he's, he was a guest on there, a journalist, a cultural ju- journalist. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Which is ironic. Worse. Ironic, <laughs> yeah. It is. And I, I believe he was like, so like, do, do, you cla- do you classify... When did you decide to be a Jamaican? And I think like, with, if you're meant to be a cultural journalist, yeah, and you've got someone on your show, then you should know that this man who you're now like, Picking apart his own like heritage, where he's from, like you should know that like that's out of the question. You should, when, no one decides to be Jamaican. It's not like man just went out there and was like, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna be Jamaican. He was there from, I think Kwame said three or four months old. He would have grew in that culture. He would have eaten the food, the same food that Jamaicans eat. There, and you know what's so funny? There are white Jamaicans. There are white Trinidadians. There are. White, there are white, white people, Nigerians. Nigerians. There's a, there's a lot of white people in these places, and you can't be ignorant to the idea that they there there isn't. You know what I mean? And it's so fu- it was just I just found it really strange. Like, how can you sit there and be like, when did you decide to be Jamaican? It's like, were you trying to start something? Were you trying to like pick up a a, a thought where it was like, okay, there are white people that are appropriating the culture. And this is the man that we think that we should like stick it on. When there's so many other white people that you can probably look at and be like, oh, that, that feels like a little bit of culture, cultural appropriation. Yeah. Get those people on the show instead of pick it. Like, this yeah. is a man that's came up off. I've had never had a problem with white Yardi because I've known he, this man is Jamaican. When I first came across him, I was like, is this man Jamaican or is he just really good at putting on a Jamaican accent on? And then I had to do my own research because I was like, now I want to know. And then you find out he's from Jamaica, bruv. It's like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. He's way, <laughs> bruv, his sketches are way too accurate, as you said. Yeah, way too accurate. What do you think? What do you think, yeah? Oh, man. So I know we've, we've spoken about identity in a few different ways on other shows. But for me, this, like, the fact that the word identity keeps coming up just shows the times that we're living in. Mm how people identify, how people perceive themselves, how other people perceive them, mm. I think it's something that's just going to become more and more. I think this specific conversation that we're having now about a man who clearly comes from a certain culture being chastised on this show, for me it shows that we're living in a really weird time, bruv. We're living in a very weird time. I mean, if you see this guy, White Yard, he is literally a paradox. He's a white man with a thick yeah. Jamaican accent. Yeah. So it's kind of, you almost you almost feel as though he became popular out of irony. Mm. If you get what I'm trying mm, to say, it's mm. like this is a really weird paradox, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Because if it was a black Jamaican guy, like there's there's not really much of a novelty there. So all right, cool. So I think he kind of even became famous ironically because mm. of that. But when I say we're living in a weird time, it's it's because we have these tastemakers and these presenters and these people who are literally what people what they say people listen to. And I think the fact that they've done this show, they've kind of they've interrogated this man live on television. <laughs> For me, it's just really bad journalism, it's bad broadcasting. And it, for me, I just felt a little bit disappointed in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Forget the identity thing for one minute. Yeah? Mm. If someone comes on your show, you need to do a little bit of research. We live in the information age where 
you said you just did a quick Google and you can find out man's background. Yeah. I think in general, we need to understand, we need to like, society needs to start looking beyond just what they see. Face value. They need to start looking at the bigger picture because how someone identifies is probably a whole story and history of context behind that. Mm. And so to have someone on your show and to basically kind of get embarrassed by the responses for me is just poor, bruv. And I think it takes us into a conversation of are we just in this age now where people look at shit at face value, draw a conclusion from there? Yeah. Which is fine, but it's not. Because when you have a responsibility to tell stories, to broadcast stories, that's when I think you get in a really... You're, you're kind of... How are you different to Piers Morgan? But then... Go on, excuse me. No, no, you go, go, go. Sorry. I, I was just number one... Um, this cultural journalist, I hope he was having a P45. Like, he's failed on both ends. Like, <laughs> one being a journalist, very if you good, haven't done the research. And then cultural, if you're a part of the culture, then you're not going to approach it in, in that way. But mm-hmm. to his credit, he didn't say what culture journalist he is. Mm. We just assumed it was black culture. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, be, yeah. Man, man could be into white culture. That's Maybe that's his journalism. Irresponsive, though. If you're a cultural journalist, you have to have a, a, a certain amount of curiosity yeah. that allows you to dig into a culture. But even, I would ask, is he appropriating the culture then by coming across as a cultural journalist that's not a cultural journalist? But see, <laughs> that's like, very true, bruv. That's very true. But even, but even like, even when we do interviews, yeah, we have to, ask, we ask questions before we even get into the conversation. Is there anything that we don't want to talk about? Like, we, we, we might even have to talk to a manager, do you know what I mean? Like, so that these things don't come up. Like, I don't feel like the due diligence was done and this is prior to the conversation. And I think for you to have, like, sorry, and I think it gets into something even bigger because it's like, for us to start being in these spaces, we can't have that kind of embarrassment. Do you know what I mean? That's like the first big, not the first big one. You got Big Nasty. You had um, Mo. Yeah, Mo. You, you, yeah. You're probably going to see your affiliate chunks on there at one stage, probably in the, in the future. But like, this is Yinka and Zizi that they've been able to build their reputation to be able to be on TV or Channel 4 and then do something like that and it's like... Exactly the conversation I was, I, was, I was getting into because I think as a person of influence, you have a certain responsibility mm. and forget... Like, forget this whole situation for one minute, yeah? If you're on national TV, that isn't... that. There's no longer an algorithm <laughs> pushing this content to someone. No. Someone can get their remote, switch on the TV and see this. Yeah. So your scale and your reach is much higher. And so... As, as you said that, yeah, there's also an interesting paradox. Sorry to cut you, but it's just like, um, because they're on national TV, I wondered if they had already sewn up the narrative beforehand in order to like, you know, oh, we're on national TV. We need to get something. They're like, okay, cool. Let's... You, you, know, what I, you know what I mean? Because I feel like maybe the... Maybe the pressure of being on national TV, maybe like, this needs to bang. How can we be even more... Maybe it just led them to... But this isn't decide. YouTube. And this isn't the internet. And that's... Prob- yeah, but that's where... They yeah, that's interesting. Wrong, but they probably may, might have got in with the mentality like, okay, cool. Now in the big time, we've got to make sure this bank, what's one thing that's going to get people talking? What's one thing that's going to be controversial? All right, you already... Assume but it's line. rude, so it's poor, it, no, it's I'm, poor practice. It, it is. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not... Saying this, on the I'm flip with side you. of that, um, okay, yeah. Steve, rather than going the other way, it might have been in their heads like, all right, yeah, this has got to bang. We've got to get the views, how can we shock and awe people because that equals uh, views in this day. I wanted to make a point because if we look at, um, if let's look at ZZ Mills, yeah? 
she kind of came onto the scene what three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably around that. But she probably she was grafting for a long time. But I think when she but came onto the scene, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Like Mika Richards would say she burst onto the scene. <laughs> exactly, and I think, listen, bro, like she's sick of what she does. Mm-hmm. She's very sick of what she does. But she is. I'm kind of just looking at it from the sense of again, I'm going to go back to the point. You have a responsibility, and if this if this show comes under your name, then you have a responsibility to make sure that. Everyone's treated fairly, number mm. one. Because, bro, imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the hysteria if things were flipped. Yeah. It was a group of white people chastising a black person. Oh, a man chastising a woman. You get in it. In a sense, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. It, so fair is fair, bro. Yeah. Fair is fair. Mm. And I think I'm now in the space of, okay, cool. These presenters, these people, these tastemakers, people of influence, like, do they understand their responsibility? Mm. Because it's one thing to be a musician, it's one thing to be a football player, mm. and people love you for your craft. But if you're if you're in these spaces where you're extracting information and you're portraying that to a, a, a national audience, yeah. I think it's a different type of responsibility that maybe some people aren't aware of. Do you know what's really interesting as well, man? I'm sure, like, they would have had to jump through so many hoops to get to that point. And what I would hate for this to do is like for a commissioner to look at it and be like, yeah, we're not really going to continue to put like content out. Do you know what I mean? And it's, I know it's not, it probably is something to do with the, as I said, the due diligence and also, but also like just the care and the time that you take into building like these things out. Exactly. I watched a, uh, a video of, um, Amelia Demange what's the, uh, what's the last yeah, yeah. name chicken, the chicken, chicken chicken shop, shop date and it was a really interesting 15 minutes of her and like how much dedication and time she puts in it and I'm not I'm not trying to say that as like a black and white thing but I'm saying it as like a content creator respecting your craft. like respecting your craft and the things that you do and it's a similar sort of thing isn't it like it's funny that like we like when we get into spaces sometimes it's like we aren't and also let me flip this as well I do feel like we should be able to fail as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe not to that degree, but I feel like there's such a big uh, microscope on black culture and black content and the things that we're trying to do right now mm-hmm. that, like, any mishap is the thing that they can then just break us with. I think it's actually on the opposite end. I think the people behind it are probably delighted because we've got people talking. This is that notori- yeah. not- notoriety. What, no of business is left. Yeah, I'll be like, well, it's got people's attention. Goodness, and like, maybe I hate, actually, the thing I'm worried about is that they're going to say, yeah, continue egging them on because, you know, like, okay, cool. We've got this kind of like Trojan horse syndrome mm. where we've got mm. black people. And it's kind of like, if you, you have like, I don't know who the executives are or what their makeup is, but like, they could be thinking like, you know what? Uh, we've got the Trojan horse now. We've got black people talking about black people. We can't communicate. Can't, let's just ride this out, see think, how it goes because it's going to, it's going to conversation. Mm. I mean, we're talking about it. People are talking about it. You know, this yeah. is a show that, yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah. I think if they're looking at it, they're like, well, it's you true. Know, it's true. Amongst the community, that's, that's having a conversation, isn't it? Sensationalizing something is one thing, but <clears throat> I just want to go back to the point of information. Yeah. I think people are so quick to just, for instance, we'll watch, or maybe not us, but someone will watch a 30 second clip of something and think they know the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, we've we've been involved in things where you have to edit stuff out or you show a certain thing to portray a certain, certain message. 
I think we need to stop taking things at face value and thinking we know the whole fucking thing because we've seen a 20 second clip. Like, got, even but me, that's really dangerous, man. But even me, bro, I saw the, I think I spent five minutes watching the whole interview. Mm. I'm still not going to comment on the full context because I, I can only comment on what I saw. But yeah. even then, I still don't know the whole situation. Mm, mm, like, they mm. could have had a really healthy conversation after that. Yeah. I didn't watch it. I hold my hands up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel as though this whole face value thing, people really need to... It's just dangerous, bruv. It's dangerous to think but, but, you know something based off of face value. But I think that's the um, time that we're living in. I think um, what ends up happening is that, like, there's just so much information and the way that, like platforms behave nowadays is that like they need to give you as much as they can as quick as they can and chopping up 10 minutes or three minutes or two minutes or 30 seconds from a wider context like take the Kanye interview for for instance you chop that up any way you like and then sometimes and then all of a sudden you've got crazy Kanye you've got intellectual Kanye you've got deep Kanye you've got so many different sides and depending on how you want to spin that is is whatever it fits your narrative in it so I think it's a very interesting but dangerous place to be in for anybody. And I would always implore anyone who wants to understand or to get to know anything to really go out there and do their own research onto the things that they're very interested exactly. in. Because otherwise, you might just get spun. Go on, or that they have an opinion on Yeah, exactly. So before I give like... Because um, I had a very, very um, humbling experience about this topic of identity, I think, uh, in the last 24 hours. But like... Um, Kwame, I think you were going to say something just on in terms of like uh, your reaction and to how you perceive the conversation of identity. You landed that on my toes. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, How's your touch? It's, um, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Because like, we have it. We all have it. Like we were, we were born, aside from Stephen, we were born in a nation which isn't our parents, right? You understand? <laughs> No, no, true fact. So it's like, so it's like, it, 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 so I've, I've, I've always had this, right? Like, uh, when, when I'm at work or in these spaces, so, 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 so someone will be like, oh, Kwame, like, like where are you from? It's not important, but okay. Um, my parents are from Ghana. Or, 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 or after months, oh, but Kwame, like, were you born in Ghana? Even if I was like, oh, why do I feel like you're trying to like take something from, from me, right? And it's, I always said this, like, if, if if I was called Peter and I was Polish, just just because I looked white, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, we can accept him. We can accept this concept right here that he's from England, born and raised in England." But they have no idea that I might have the longest, most authentic Polish name. But because you see Peter, you're like, "Oh yeah, he's English." Like, I'm just asking questions. Like, yeah, I, I know where he's from, but I mean, obviously, my name doesn't help in this in this in this instance, Kwame. But like, uh, but like, honestly, like, just I and just for a long time. Basically, I've, I've always said I'm, I'll never be as English as the person in my team that's next to me and white. Do you understand? I know we saw that during the Euros. That, yeah, go on, Saka. Go on. Go on, Rashford. And then when they miss, oh, he's a black so-and-so again. You understand? He's not British. He's a foreigner. He's so, like, yeah, Stephen, you've been extremely, like, touchy-feely. I'm loving this experience. Even though I'm not even in... In London, but I can see it over Zoom, and I'm I'm, I'm loving bad, the vibes. Just, just no, but just when I come back to Amsterdam. but like just to just like just to just, just just to wrap up. Like I think identity is a thing that is ongoing. Um, it's not gonna finish um, over overnight. But I think 
as people of colour, especially black people that have struggled with identity, like, we shouldn't be the ones that are, like, being the, like, task force when, 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 when somebody is coming from a similar place as we have. Do you understand? Like, for, for White Yardy has committed no crime. The only crime he seemingly committed was that he, he wasn't born in Jamaica. But he spent, but 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 he spent a lot more time than people that are proud Jamaicans. Do you understand? Like he 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 mm. he, he he has more Jamaican experiences than you, you than you couldn't even then you couldn't even then you couldn't even fathom. I just hope, like 100. you were saying, like so 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 keep going. No, I'm saying hundred, hundred percent. I I I just hope those people were keeping the same energy because they felt a certain way. I hope they didn't dial it up. Because of a TV show, but hopefully one well, day. He's probably more Jamaican than me, bruv. He went to school yeah. there. Mm-hmm. He like I think he was there until he was like 18. Like, I have not spent more than a few weeks or like that's it in yeah. Jamaica, bro. At like, one time, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for anyone to question a man that's been there and lived there Six, and had the whole experience. Months. I can like, understand if he was 23 in it and he That's he, wild to live there maybe five, six years. Okay. But his whole, his ninety nine percent of his life. Anyways, anyways, but so, um, that is our show. But I just want to touch on. Um, are we still good? Are you still good? All right. Yesterday, I had the delightful experience of welcoming um, the Bricks and Top Cats, the 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 women's team, the under sixteens. Oh, nice! And uh, yeah, it's supposed to be an insight session and. Uh, shout, shout out to Martina who didn't get the brief in terms of an inside session is normally like four people like 15 girls between the ages of 13 and 15 so like when they told us like Martin what are you doing? I was like how are we gonna how are we gonna do oh, this? Oh that must have been fun It was a mazzoli I've been so, there before bro So we, I, just, I was like okay Martin we need to split the group 7 and 8 okay cool so we went to the office showed them around and then uh, we got into the just topic of uh, insights and then just like just having conversations with them. And like when when one thing I asked them was like, what are some like misconceptions that you feel are out there around like young women? And um, that was very, that was very insightful for me. Um, they were talking, obviously they play basketball and they were talking about, yeah, just because we're seen to play basketball, uh, boys assume this. Oh, just because we like to wear actually things which loose fit or cozy. Boy, uh, people assume this, people assume that, and it was just amazing that at the ages of thirteen and fourteen, that like, identity was so so critical to them, and the yeah. way that um, they feel like they've been kind of um, judged or assumptions made on them over basic choices that aren't um, the same judgments which are afforded to other people was just so so fascinating and mind blowing for me to like just get there point of view and how they identify and how uh, to your point you were talking about how visually we make assumptions of people and I was just wondering like well, imagine a week where you were like blindfolded and you couldn't see things how would your perception of certain things differ to like you know it's just something powerful in seeing and knowing that um and I think if you look at it like what's the most one of the most popular um, all, the, all, the, all the social apps these days is kind of like they're very visual yeah. most of them are very visual so we're kind of like trained to um, take cues from 
imagery of things that we see, mm. uh, which is very, very interesting. And that's aesthetically pleasing to us. Yeah, and it's interesting because even like now we're doing the podcast, like, and like even we were talking about when you said visuals. It's, it's, so, it's so interesting how what you see can really distort and affect the perception of, course, of something. So for me, it was one of the most, it was the most eye-opening conversations I've ever had in wow. terms of just understanding like, and these are people from 13 to 16 and just let me know exactly, you know, how they navigate identity and some of the unfair things which are bestowed upon them just from the way they dress or the sport they play, the way they walk or the way they talk. And it was just astounding to me that such a young, you're carrying all of that. So yeah, 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 it's, it's a funny one. Identity It's a funny one. How we, perceive it i think we're all guilty of um stereotyping to some course. some sort of degree um but yeah it's in a day and an age and i'm just like okay cool you just need to build your own identity and if you're comfortable with what it is it's like you know in my case like even though i was born in nigeria when i go to nigeria they'll say oh, okay you when i come when i come back to when i come back to london and i feel more Nigerian or they'll be like so that for me from earlier I've always had this like okay neither side was really fully accepted so I just said look I'm going to define what I am nobody can tell me why I am or how I feel or what I identify with so the last question I had for you guys if we have time was what what is the difference between appropriation and this like where is that thin line like you know because obviously that's appropriation black... and appreciation is that yeah the or kind of like the black fishing and 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 not you know like when is it you know how the how you because someone could say and maybe this is what they say I don't know the yeah. people that black fish could say look this is how I feel this is how I identify with why is one different from the other or what's the differentiation? Ironically, they uh, I don't know the lady's name, but she actually covered this in that bold said interview. Sam Hauser, but she she spoke about the fact that white yardie isn't. Oh oh, in that one, sorry sorry. Yeah. Okay okay. So, I thought you were talking about the other woman in America. Who oh, Rachel Dozer. Yeah, Rachel that, Dozer. That. Yeah, but um, appropriating is when you don't pay homage to the inspiration. You don't give back to that community. You don't pay respects to the community or segment that you got that inspiration from, mm. simply put. But that's very subjective, though, is that, you know, in terms of, like, appreciation. Whereas, so if I, if I, let's say if, if I'm a... It is subjective. If, if I'm a white woman... But so is identity. I, okay, okay, no, I see what you mean. Excellent so, point. Like, that's what I'm just trying to understand. Where's the, where's the line? Because someone could say, well, I feel I paid homage, so I feel like I, you know, I can now change my name and say and walk like this or do something to my my lips or do some of the characteristics. Like, so, like, you know what I mean? I find... I find um, 100%. I don't even know what it is. I don't I don't know whether or not it's appropriation, it's appreciation. They feel it within themselves that this is how their identity should be. But to me, it's just like, do you know what? I, and I, it's it's weird, bro, because sometimes it's none of your business. Like, just leave people to be in it. Exactly. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Just like sometimes some, like sometimes if somebody if somebody wants to tan themselves, yeah, and 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 claim to be black. Right, by all means, do whatever you want to do, bro. Because it. it's got nothing to do with me. It, ha- it, it has nothing. Like the only thing is, yeah, you can't, you can't be. You're not black, innit? You're just, you're not. This is it. You're like, there's, the, there's. <laughs> sorry, Kwame. Kwame just appeared with like a bow, a bow for. 
nah, nah, nah. Um, you're not, you're not black. Like you can say that you are. This is the thing, Kieran. And I know, bro. And it gets into murky waters, bro. It gets into murky waters. But when I think you're talking about, like, you can't. You... No, but here's the thing. Go on, yeah. bro. Go on, bro. Exactly like what you said. This whole episode is just about to come full circle. It's all mm. What gives us the jurisdiction? What gives us the jurisdiction to make a comment? Yeah. I think if it's clear, if if someone's clearly profiting yeah. of a culture mm. and appropriate, that's one thing. Mm. But if said white girl wants to have a certain hairstyle, or whatever, mm. like on on like a genuine question, why it doesn't matter. Should anyone comment on it? Or Both. Care? And so, in the same way that you might wake up and and be in a certain mood. Mm. And dress in a certain way, mm. all of a sudden that's your identity for the day. Mm. It's a very fluid thing. Stephen just said, like, is he Nigerian? Is he British? Like, he's just me. Do you know what I'm trying yeah. to say? It's ironic that me and Kwame was spitting that little Wayne song at the end because the name of the song is I'm Me. <laughs> and I think that's what people need to get to, innit? It's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. all right, cool. This person's acting like this, dressing like this. Let it be. It doesn't matter. I think we need to get to a place of judging people based on their character and not their Amen. appearance. Bruv, facts. You know what I'm trying to say? Bruv, facts, facts. That's, that's, that's I, the biggest contributor of someone's existence. The only, and you're right, the only, I think, and I'm speaking from a place, not from my perspective, I'm probably going to speak from a wider, wider perspective. The reason why people will get bent out of shape about it, yeah, is because, especially when it is black and white, yeah, there's a lot of history that is that that is within our melanin, isn't it? And it's almost like we wear our melanin with pride because we understand that we've gone through a certain amount of things to be able to stand and say, yeah, no, I'm 100%. a proud black man. I'm a proud black woman. I'm a proud black child, or I'm a like however you may identify yourself as yourself, yeah. But I think people get bent out of shape when other people will say, oh yeah, I'm black. But really, it's like, there's a lot of history, that lot of history with coming that, with coming with, coming with that, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, it's very difficult. It's like you haven't, you haven't qualified, you haven't done, you haven't experienced all of this trauma, all of this right. stuff. But like, it, I guess appropriation comes in all different sizes and shapes so and it's so subjective. Like, and, and, and I don't want, and, and to be honest, like, it's not a thing that I necessarily like talking about because I am of the school of whatever you want to do, bro. It's cool with me, bro. Gender, do you know what I mean? Like, whatever you want to do, miss, yeah. it's all right Legend. with me, man. Do your thing. If you're happy, calm. It, it's a sticky one. We will definitely not solve it there. But I just wanted to give the, the the flip side to that. So the flip side is that if you have a generation of people that are seeing, and it could be a white girl or white guy um, um, saying, identifying that they're black, um, changing their appearances and then getting opportunities and profiting of that in a day and age where uh, black girls who are natural are not getting afforded those opportunities yeah, with the history of the appropriation and knowing that you know the history that you know we are not starting this journey on an even playing field so for you to be able to have the privilege to identify something right. else and come and take the opportunities from the community like that that's where it's always going to be a bowl of contention. So despite, you know, people being free to identify uh, how they are, you're going to have these tension points because you cannot eradicate that that history and that memory. So it's, uh, 
it's a complicated one. It's not a simple one. Mm-hmm. But like there are several ways of looking at it and you have to do what is right according to your personality and perception. So if it is moving you to say whatever will be Kesara, fine. If it's you have a problem with it and as long as you communicating what that problem is not being kind of violent and disrespectful and having a dialogue and pointing out why it's an issue, I think that's also fine as well. Yep. So everyone needs to find their lane. Find and just fine. Be, and just be themselves. Bitch, you're on me. Bitch, you're on me. We're going to listen to that song after this. Kwame. Yo. Good sir. Fine citizen. <laughs> Special price for tourists. <laughs> Please outro us, my friend. Well, esteemed colleagues and colleges, Jeez. I present to you the 103rd episode of Out of Home. Uh, yes, award-winning platform brought to you by the ACAST Creators Network. Jeez. Um, yeah, and we'll be back same time next week to give you vibes, conversation, banter, all sorts. Uh, I, I'm not sure where we will be in the world on a out of home roadshow, but the awesome foursome will, retu- will, 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 will return. Maybe, maybe Stephen will have another branded accessory. Maybe Yaf will actually have a first Yaf L moment. Who knows? But stay tuned and don't touch that dial. <laughs> Yo, you don't know. Much love. Hey, you lot. You lot and the boys are crazy. Hey, come on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.